0: Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire Demasquerade live-play podcast. I am Sylvania Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. As night set in, the cold arose amidst a town on edge. Evangeline focused only on getting her dog back from the vets. Val returned home to find her son getting high with friends from his new job. And Doris, attempting to find Everett with her tarot cards, determined that everything was going to be okay. As Everett smolders alone in the forest, with a lupine figure biting him, let him live long enough to answer any questions? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here.
2: Well, we know how Val, Evangeline, and Doris woke up. But now I suspect we should talk about how Everett woke up, because Everett, you did, in fact, wake up. Uh, But it was rather unpleasant, uh, as uh, in a way you weren't truly expecting. Because when teeth, fangs, if you will, um, rake their way across your face. It leaves an impression, uh, not uh, metaphorically, but but physically. Um, so, Everett, you wake up uh, in the evening, uh, and I need a, a rouse check from you, please, sir. Um, I to will ex- Tom. Extraordinary pain. Uh, that's a success. Welcome back to the world, Everett Fry. Um, you wake up in agony excruciating excruciating agony um you uh you blink your eyes a, a bit um as as you come to and you're not dead so there's that or i mean you know new dead uh true death if we're going to borrow adage from uh true blood and others um but uh you hurt in a way you have never uh you've never hurt and uh you awake to um, a uh, a heavy breath on your face as the teeth uh, draw across it and release. Um, so you can feel just streaks of agony uh, across the sides of your face as uh, as teeth pull from it, and you wake to the foul smell of uh, a wolf's innards as uh, this creature pulls its face uh, away from you. Oh. Um, it's nighttime. You didn't gain any hunger, so that's dope. Um, Also, uh, (laughs) Tyler, what hunger are you at currently? Four out of five. Four out of five. Um, I'll say you can (laughs) drop to three. Um, You would have dropped more from your feeding, but it kind of kept you alive uh, during your plummet. So you didn't quite gain the benefit of, like, hmm, I had a good meal because half that good meal went to, you know, not dying. Um, you aren't in torpor, you aren't unconscious, but I'm going to say that all of your health is now aggravated damage. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you, as, as you, you kind of come to, um, Tyler, I don't think you wear contacts, but as a contact where uh, if you fuck up and sleep in your contacts or if you try and take <coughs> your contacts out after eating something spicy, your eyes are in a rare form of hell. <laughs> uh, your eyes are currently in that form of hell, having stared at the sun for a bit. Um, so uh, it's uh, it, it's sandpaper on sandpaper as, as you drag your lids up um, to see a, a, a small encampment. Uh, deep in the forest, um, so you can see the um, trees above you. You can see the night sky um, high above you. There's a roaring fire near you that you can hear and smell. Um, you can smell the heavy scent of of wolf um, around you. Um, but currently, you're on your back, uh, staring up as this wolf kind of pulls its its teeth up and over
3: across your face. In a way, uh, what do you attempt to do? I mean what what can I do? Can I even move right now? Would you like to try and move right now?
2: I guess. <laughs> cool. Uh, you don't uh, because your spine is broken uh, there we as well go. as your limbs. These are, the th- these are the things uh, we're trying shit. to assess, folks, so yeah. this is good. Okay. So um, you attempt to move and nothing does. Uh, your entire body is a phantom limb uh, pretty much from the neck down. Um... And your face—you uh, can feel the trenches that have been carved in your face uh, from these teeth. Um, you're shocked. You're—you're you're conscious at all, um, but uh, being a kindred's a weird kind of hell for such things. Um, and uh, you hear um, that, that same kind of uh, deep guttural voice uh, just say. Yeah, I found one of them in the woods. And um a uh a guy comes over and, and kind of um looks you up and down. Uh he's uh wearing a sort of a, a like a heavy parka. Um and uh under that, just like um in like a, a Henley jeans, all of this stuff looks expensive, um, if functional. So kind of like the Canada goose jacket, like everything looks like, very, very well put together. Um, uh, a bit of a, um, like, he looks very well put together, very calm. Uh, he looks out of place in the woods. Um, bald head, um, piercing eyes, and uh, he just kind of looks you up and down and says, uh, So, child of Lilith, here in our woods, you've made a grave grave mistake, sir, and it would seem that you've paid for it rather dearly, but uh, me and my clan here have ways of, of making you pay more. So I really, I'm going to need you to be very, very honest with me. Um, And it kind of like gets down into a crouch. Think like a Jean, uh, es- uh, Giancarlo Esposito type. So just like that level of like, just incredibly put together pure status. Like, effortless status. uh, He just kind of (laughs) crouches over you. And he says, um, You seem to have taken a rather large tumble. And your people have done some fairly awful things to mine. So, let's be honest with each other, shall we? The fuck are you doing in my woods? (laughs) Am I able
3: you can speak. speak it is it it sucks but yes the first noise i make then is a little earlier when he said you know that i was in trouble i think just a a groan and just a dark laugh comes from everett i'm just like <laughs> you fucking think dude uh and uh everett will say um, There was, there was another vampire. What, what happened to her?
2: Um, and you see just the slightest twitch of one of his eyes. And he just looks... Um, you hear a commotion to his right. And what's interesting to you, Everett, even though you're in such a fucking horrible state, is you can see that before he turns to look, there are already people running off into the woods. Um... So the kind of person who doesn't need to give an order, it's anticipated, but was still on on the way to giving an order. Um, and he looks back and says, um, I assure you, your colleague will be found and brought here as well. It does speak well to your uh, nature that you would bring this up and, and inform me of it. So for that, you have my thanks. Who are you? Um, And um, it just has kind of a small, crooked smile uh, through which you can see uh, very, very um, well defined incisors. Um, And uh, he uh, just says, uh, Yes, of course, uh, even in such situations, decorum is important. Uh, My name is uh, Simon Longfellow. And these are my woods, at least for now. And your name, child of Lilith.
3: Everett Fry, and I'm Everett not Fry. a child of Lilith. Hmm.
2: You are kindred, yes? And you're in these woods? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Does that not make you a child of Lilith? Uh, Tyler, can you roll me a. Um, I think composure, because you're not lying. You're just literally stating the truth, but you need him to believe that it is truth. So let's say composure and. Um, normally I'd give you like etiquette, but I don't think that's correct here. Uh, persuasion. Let's go with uh, composure and persuasion. Okay fails, baby. Oh, oh. Ouch! <laughs> um, he he just nods and sound the
3: ringleader uh, <laughs> of the children of Lilith.
2: Lilith herself. My oh uh, no! He um he he kind of looks at you you lovely and he says, um, "Look, I can understand, of course, why you wouldn't want to cop to that particular affiliation here in my." Woods. But given what uh, you and your associates have done uh, to me and mine, I think it's only fair that we level with each other. So uh, perhaps I should put this in starker terms. We found you, we dragged you out of the hateful eye of the sun, so you can answer some very important questions for us, because we are tired and dispossessed, and I must say, and he kind of gestures to his outfit and he says, I am not particularly comfortable out here in the wilds when I could be somewhere somewhat more comfortable, so, Mr. Fry, I will ask you again. What are your people doing here in the woods? You've already taken our homes from us. You've driven us east. Were you not happy with your gains there? Must you dog us at every step? What is your goal here?
3: The, the children of Lilith are... There's more of them in the woods?
2: Well, yes, you've told us of your associate, Raft, or her. And there's you, which and math was never my strong suit but i believe means that yes there are more in the woods
0: Woman and he woods. steps
2: on your shattered knee and presses do i feel uh, that being paralyzed or yeah you feel uh here's the the rough part about being paralyzed as a a kindred uh it's all still rigged up oh okay uh it so it's, it's unpleasant in a weird, dull way. Uh, can you roll me a Stamina and uh, Survival, please? Oh, actually, sorry, Tyler, I'll give you a choice on this one. You either take Stamina or you can take Composure. It's still going to be Survival, but one is I'm going to muscle through. The other is uh, I'm going to stiff upper lip this uh, like Guess I'm an I'll old British man composure. trying to avoid my
3: feelings. I'll actually take the Composure. Gives me one little bit more and... I'm not trying to piss off werewolves. Werewolves kill vampires. Oh, you said it.
2: anything about werewolves.
3: Uh, one success.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, you you actually kind of lean into um uh the lack of feeling in most of your body and are able to compartmentalize it a bit. Also, like Everett, you weirdly, I think of all of the things that come with k- being a kindred, uh, you got the shit kicked out of you a lot as a human. So, like this isn't entirely outside the realm um and you know you got shot in the head and like a bunch of terrible things have happened to you so i think you compartmentalize it enough to to keep your composure and you actually see like a begrudging respect on uh on longfellow's face as he as he he does this um because you know just again shows you can tell he, he respects this kind of strength and and uh composure if you
3: will it's just another groan of pain and just heavy breathing through the nose uh, and then regaining some semblance of composure uh everett says uh woman woman in the woods is red cell. um I'm the sheriff
2: red cell you mean the United States, false flag government operation that would stage fake attacks on you. Why would they be involved? What are you talking about?
3: (laughs) I do not know.
2: So, so I'm I'm sorry, you're saying that an internal test group for the U.S. government is here. What red cell are you referring to? What do you think that term means?
3: Put me in a box. Put me in a helicopter. We're taking me to be questioned about incident at New Haven. I'm the um, sheriff and I have things to answer for.
2: And at this, you, you actually do see uh, a look of, of shock, like legitimate shock. It just passes across his features um, in a way that he can't quite keep up with. Um, and he says, uh, that is concerning indeed. So a different red. So. Hmm you say you're from New Haven. Yes. And the sheriff of New Haven. So you hold some rank with the kindred there.
3: <laughs> Not so much. Mr. Fry, I must admit,
2: I don't come to the woods for games. And he steps on your chest. Um... This time it is just straight up stamina uh, survival. One success. One success. Uh, okay. Damn, man. <laughs> you hang in there. You hang in there. Um, your your vision blurs for a moment. And, um, you know, you can't exactly hide the pain, but you do stay conscious. And uh, he says, let's try this again. You're the Sheriff of New Haven.
3: That's right.
2: And you are a child of Lilith. Have they reached so far inland?
3: I was investigating the children of Lilith.
2: Can you roll me persuasion and I think composure again? Because you're you're not lying. You're just straight up telling him things.
3: Uh, Nope, nothing. No successes. Get oh right.
1: God damn it.
3: <laughs> um,
2: and uh, he just kind of shakes his head and says,, ah. well, Mr. Fry, this is all very, very disappointing. but I assume your associate will be able to give me the answers I need. Um, and then he begins to just press and it's no longer a step to hurt. It's a, it's, it's full body weight, uh, moving forward. Um, when all of a sudden, um, someone grabs him by the shoulder and wrenches him off. And Everett, you hear Emily say, get the fuck off him. Uh, Mr. Everett, are you Okay.
4: Hello, Gov. It's your boy, Ridley. And I'm here to talk to you about maybe a way you should be contributing to this little organisation. Everyone knows, as you look around, there's a lot of bear boys. And, you know, to be a bear boy, you got to be a bear and you've got to be... Well, not exactly a boy, but you got... The important thing is you got to pay your fucking dues is what you got to do. And right now... I just know from looking at the numbers, there are a lot more fucking people out there than there are inside my fucking gang. And what I'm saying is, if you want to join up and get access to me and all the cool fucking toys and other fucking treats I've got for all you little bear boys and girls and theys and thems and fucking alls out there, go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. You do that, you're on the inside. Come talk to me on a patron-exclusive Discord. Why don't you throw some names into the show? Why don't you build an NPC to join my fucking gang? I'm just saying, if you sign up, you won't regret it. And if you don't sign up, maybe you fucking will.
2: Evangeline, uh, you have arrived, finally, at... Uh, <laughs> the uh Kevin and co.'s father daughter taxidermy and veterinary clinic <laughs> um how do you feel about leaving your dog Kevin at a co's. taxidermy clinic? I know the vet part is nice, but I feel like that's a bad combo for a pet owner
1: um i well, so here's the thing um Evangeline went there kind of out of desperation mm. Uh, the first time, and because because she was afraid that that Percy was dying, she didn't understand the creation of a famulus, like a bonded famulus, which which her dog Percy now is. She didn't know what was going on, um, and they were like the vet. There was surprisingly like receptive, and was obviously just like. Interested in saving a life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not and Evangeline was so afraid of like the judgment and being rejected, but went was so desperate for her dog to survive that that she just like did it anyways and was just so relieved that they just looked after him and so. And- this has been, like, somewhere, like, where she feels relatively safe.
2: Okay. So, Laura, just for for my brain and probably for, for a bunch of our listeners' brains, um, you're talking, like, a familiar-esque bonding ritual. Yeah. Okay. Can you talk us through what that looks like? Yeah.
1: Looks- um, basically, all it is, because um, Evangeline is, like, a gangrel um, – She's able to do this, even though she didn't understand. But basically, just has to feed an animal her like blood from her on three separate nights, um, and and it's basically bonded to her, and they can kind of communicate um, to each other, um, even if it's not in like perfect words, and you know, not like hearing hearing the animal talk or anything yeah. like that. But there's an an understanding. That's okay. much deeper than than any type of other connection.
2: And if I'm correct in my understanding, you haven't experienced that yet. You've oh, I did. Fed the blood. Oh, you did. Okay. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just with Percy and it was an accident because he's one of those dogs because I got this because like my own dog, Freddie, does this. when it's like, if you get like, I got like a scraped knee and he like would not leave it alone and would just like licking it, would just like lick it constantly if I let him. And so it was like one of those like accidental- like, Percy, like, gave her a lick, the little, like, scratch she got gotcha. on the job, and suddenly it's like, well, why does this feel right? And she mm. kind of kept doing it.
2: <laughs> right, but, uh, sorry, to be clear, though, for my brain, yeah. has, have you communicated with Percy yet? Yes. Okay, what does Percy sound like to you?
0: Um, It's kind of like, I don't know
1: if you have this. It's like, if you're reading a book, it's like, I tend to read the narrator in my own voice, mm-hmm. but it's someone else's words. Yes. And so he kind of sounds like thoughts in my head, but they're kind of in my own voice. I'm just, yep. I'm, they're thoughts that appear, but I'm aware that they're not mine.
4: Cool. I love that.
2: All right. Yeah. Um. So as, as you walk up, um to uh to the clinic having taken a long walk to get there um <laughs> you you have an, a, an intrusive thought of oh finally you're back um but it's in your voice and in your head and it's been a while since you've been around percy so i think it's one of those odd moments of like Yes, obviously I'm here. Wait, what? And there's just that like brief moment of of disassociation before you realize kind of what what's happening. Um, and um, suddenly a, a small form smashes up against the door, uh, just like scrabbling at it. Um, what kind of dog is Percy? I I should know this. But I've, have Percy
0: forgotten. is a Skiperky,
1: so it's like a little like fifteen to twenty or, or ten to fifteen pound like black kind of fluffyish dog with almost like a weird like blackish puffy mane around him.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Um for those of us I mean, I do have a dog, but uh for those of us who don't have dogs, um 10 to 15 pound dog, um, what's the equivalent dog size we should be thinking of, Laura, in terms of like uh, uh generic dogs we would know of?
1: What everyone so, like, does know what a skipper like, key is 40 pounds.
2: Yeah, no, I mean <laughs>
1: I mean, I, uh, I do, but think, if
2: I didn't asking um, for a friend, how,
1: like a miniature schnauzer.
2: Okay. All right. Great. Like
1: that. Yeah. I was so, going to say my cat's fifteen pounds, so <laughs> amazing. So a
2: Gandalf sized dog, so like a cat sized yeah. dog,
1: <laughs> which is actually yeah.
2: a very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you just see this little body slam up against, and just like the full mane, just in a full halo of like squished hair uh, against the glass, and scrabbling, and you just see the most haggard, tired uh, person, um, just following, um, and they, um, they kind of, like, pull one of those stupid, like, uh, old-timey, like, pull it down and just immediately whips up things that only happens in cartoons these days, um, like, shades up, uh, and the sign clearly says, like, closed, but they, they kind of just Mm -hmm. look through the window at you, and, um, they're giving you, uh, they've got a bit of a Steve Buscemi vibe. Um, (laughs) Yes. But like Steve Buscemi, if he hadn't slept for a while, so they are like so tired, and they've got again already kind of deep-set buggy eyes, Um, and uh, they're just like they ease the door open and say, uh, "Hi, you're you're Percy's person, right?"
1: Um. Yeah, yeah, I am.
2: Oh, thank the gods. Please come in. And they just like do that awkward, like, crouch dog pull thing where you're like pulling on a leash will also, or pulling on a collar will also try to open a door um, to let you in. Uh, and this place looks like shit. It is like <laughs> wildly, uh, like, the clinic is it, it's disorganized. There's stuff everywhere. Um, you remember from dropping Percy off that it was like immaculate uh, mm-hmm. when you did so. Um, And they're doing that awkward, like, crouch and walk where they're holding Percy's collar while also the door. They let you in, close the door, and then unleash Percy. And Percy just fucking lunges at you. Uh, Laura, what uh, what does your reunion with Percy look like?
1: Oh, he's just, like, leaps into my arms and I just, I hold him (laughs) and just, like, let him lick my face. And for a moment, I feel calm (laughs) And that quickly evaporates because of course it does. <laughs> and I just holding and holding him and, and, and petting him and just say, how much do I owe you?
2: Um, And uh, they look at you and um, just say, I'll, uh, I'll check the ledger. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's been, um, it's been a little chaotic here. Uh, uh, Kevin and uh, I mean, Dr. Kevin and uh, Lorcan haven't, an- been around um there was a council meeting and some some hijinks i understand so it's just been me
1: oh they were i'm sorry i'm sorry they were at the town hall meeting
2: and they just look at you again just like with with their sweet buscemi eyes and say "Uh uh-huh and they haven't been but are they okay
1: did i hmm
2: uh, I'm wondering did
1: I clock what happened to them?
2: Uh no cuz you you attacked the town hall meeting so you didn't really have yeah. full
1: context. I would not uh, yeah for what
2: was going on. Um so I guess the question for you then is would Evangeline try and hide the fact that she knows what happened at town hall or would you <laughs>
1: No, she, she would just say lean into this. Just say, "Look. Okay, look. Shit went down." Just call the hospital. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I'm, she's definitely not going to like own up to the fact that like, I don't know, maybe I killed her. I don't fucking know. Um, so, so she's gonna like call. uh, I don't think, I don't even think anyone's at the sheriff's office. Just call, just call the hospital. They'll wait.
2: No, one's at the sheriff's office. Who's taking care of the town then? Oh gods! And she, I told,
1: uh, I was just like, I told you, shit went down at the town hall, and I just like turn and go, just call the hospital, and and I
2: and and <laughs> wait, do you leave? I, I
1: I go to leave, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: they leap with remarkable acrobatics and close the door and say, "Um, okay, that's that's a lot. Thank you for telling me. Still need to check your bill."
1: Oh, if gee, something oh happened to kevin
2: and lorkin then i'm going to need it cuz this is
1: i i, I just, they, pull they just out, i pull you can out tell my they're wallet they're starting yeah. to
2: panic they're just like this is my high school volunteer placement because i would really like to be a vet
1: <laughs> how, how, how old is this person
2: um they are they are like <sighs> conservatively 17 <laughs> like they're Whoa. just one of those those people who's just like all like knees and and elbows. Like, is this someone? Just,
1: is this someone I've met before? Do I know um, their names? No, or? you would have
2: dealt with uh, probably Kevin or Lorcan when okay. you dropped off Percy. Um, but um, they they have a, a name tag uh, that says Hyacinth.
1: Hyacinth, lovely. Yeah.
2: And they're just like. So I just need to check the ledgers. I learned that term recently. Ledgers. Apparently, it's what old people call files um hang on and then they just like go back in and and like as you start to look around Evangeline you can like start to notice based on the fact that Kevin and his daughter were clearly at the town yeah. hall
1: I that, remember uh, I remember that I remember those names this is ugh. a teenager <laughs> has
2: basically been running this place badly for a couple of days now so it's just like you know there's just pill bottles everywhere they're like they're just trying to do their best, but it's clearly, oh, no. you know, a kitchen that's gotten out of control. I'm looking um, so at they my, go, oh no. They go behind <laughs> the counter and they pull the ledger and they say, okay, um, so uh, it, it, I, 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 I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, what's your name?
1: Uh, Ev- Evangeline Clark.
2: Oh, from the TV. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, my Noni loves you. Uh, uh-huh This is Wow no usually do They're even more embarrassed Because like Now a celebrity is here Um So they're just like Clearly flustered now Which is not going to help you Get this ledger thing faster say, Oh wow Okay Um Wow Uh Okay <laughs> Um So um And yes you brought You brought Percy in for uh, What did you specifically Bring Percy in for With Angeline
1: Um Per I think uh Do you know what It was um I think it's like one of those like they don't actually do boarding, but because I'm in the sheriff's office, they do boarding yep. for Percy. <laughs> um, so, so it's like uh, they they take him through the day when like Teddy can't watch him.
2: Right. So, high's like flipping through their their notes and they're like, "Oh, for boarding. Um all right, uh looks like uh with the share oh, the shares discount. Wow. Uh so that's going to be uh uh 450. Uh-huh. Plus
1: plus tax. Uh Uh-huh. And And they
2: are so apologetic about this. That is like more money than they will have ever seen in their life. So like asking you to pay that seems absurd, but they're they're learning how capitalism works in the moment.
1: (laughs) Takes out a credit card. I imagine kindred still get credit cards. No?
2: (laughs) They do. Um, so, uh, uh, hi pulls out their like square reader on an iPad. Yeah, so it's yeah. like a tremendously awkward way to, to charge. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, you, you, you do all the steps and they just say, um uh, well, um, it's been an honor serving you. And, um, if you do see Dr. Kevin or, or, um, Lorcan please, tell them I've got this. And like a bird flies by, like just screeching in the background. (laughs) Um, And like, there's like a, like a chameleon crawling up the wall and they're just standing there. Just giving you the most earnest 17 year old. I got this look. They can as the place clearly goes to shit in the background. Um, But Evangeline, that doesn't really matter to you because you got your Percy back.
1: Yeah. And as I'm walking out, it's just kind of like, just Please, please call the hospital. <laughs> and and I leave. Kay, they say
2: it's the door, jangles closed. Um, and uh, Evangeline, you and, and Percy begin a much more pleasant walk home.
1: <sighs> At I, least no. until
2: you hit your neighborhood. <laughs> no. <laughs> where you start to see what Val saw earlier, which are bunches of candles... And, and people standing around, uh, pictures of Cain Raziel, um, holding, uh, uh, candles, singing songs and mourning the person that you killed.
0: This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at DelTastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter.